Lays it across. Shot by Yen. Touchdown! Here's number one for number one. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Fire and Ice podcast. Feels good to be back. I'm back from vacation. I enjoyed the beach while I could. And now that I'm back, it's just time to talk some Devils hockey. When I first started this, the first episode, I kind of went ahead and covered the roster breakdown. I went ahead and talked about the overall outlook of the hockey team based on the additions that Tom Fitzgerald made. He upgraded in every area of the ice. The team, again, is deemed off-season winners, but they look a lot better on paper. This is a team that shouldn't be a basement dweller. This is a team that should be ready to compete, even though the Metropolitan Division is stacked, and that was the following episode. Talking about how the Devils stack up in the Metro, I personally predicted that the Devils will finish fourth. I think they outbeat a team like Washington. I think the top three that remained from last year will remain the top three. I don't think that Pittsburgh will take a step back. Uh, They played well despite injury, and I think Carolina and the Rangers easily finished top two. But I do think the Devils edge out the Flyers for sure, the aging Islanders. Even though Columbus landed Gaudreau, I still think the Devils are better. And I think Washington's going to take a step back. Yes, they have Ovechkin, but I think the Devils overall as an entire team are better than the Washington Capitals. And now that's all fun and dandy, but let's have some real fun. Let's go ahead and just... Throw out some hot takes. Let's throw out some predictions. I'm going to give my hot takes. I'm going to go with at least anywhere between three and five. And then I went ahead and asked a Devils fan group on Facebook. If you don't already follow them, it is called Devils All Day, All Night. I went ahead and posted in there and said, give me your hottest takes going into the season. And I got some really good ones. (laughs) that I would love to just talk about and reflect on. So for my hot takes, I'm going to start with Jack Hughes is going to hit the century point mark. I I think he, I think he's going to break out this year as if he wasn't going to already. And I think despite injury, I think he would have broke out last year. Uh, Jack Hughes was on pace for over 80 points. If he played a full 82 game season last year, And not only do I think he hits a century point mark, he's definitely a point-per-game player. I think Jack Hughes is going to break out. God willing, he stays healthy. I know that's been somewhat of an issue for the young guy, but he's a superstar center in this league. And his $8 million contract that he earned will pay off in the long run. And I really think you're going to see a different type of Jack Hughes. I think he's going to get better. you, You saw it last year. I mean, even though he only played a hand like not even half a season, he's still racked up almost north of fifty points, and you saw that. Uh, my next hot take is: I think Vanacek takes over the crease. This isn't going to be the the first time anybody hears this. I'm sure somebody else has this hot take. But I really do think that even though they believe in Blackwood, I still think that Vanacek will eventually take over. 
And it'll kind of lead him to the point where Vanacek will eventually just have the number one goaltending position. And that's not even just for this year. That's for next year and beyond. He signed a three-year deal. And I really do think that Vanacek is, even though he comes in being the 1A, 1B tandem that they're most likely going to have, I think Vanacek really takes the crease. And I really think that it's more of an insurance policy. It's more like, oh, well, Vanacek has shown that he can be capable of taking over as a solid number one goaltender. But if if Blackwood just absolutely poops his pants, mm, Vanacek's going to come in and he's, he's going to do it. And it's more of an insurance policy going forward, knowing that if Blackwood does not work out, they have something in the works with, with Vitek Vanacek. Third. My third bold take is that Andrew Burnett takes over as head coach by the trade deadline or at the very conclusion of the season. I think when Lindy Ruff went ahead and brought in Andrew Burnett, I really think this was more set up for a successor role. I think that... Brunette, I mean, he's a young coach. I mean, like he he hasn't as in he hasn't had much experience. He he took the Florida Panthers to the second round, and they were the president's trophy winners. I know most people don't put a lot of stock into that, but Florida was an absolute unit. They were a wagon. And they were very good on the power play, which is something that he is going to run. And with the talent that is on the Devils first power play unit they should be productive they should be lighting up the scoreboard and they should be better with the man advantage instead of just being clueless and delirious and not knowing what to do out there in terms of making plays and cashing in on their chances i think when ruff really brought burnett in it was if he's going to go ahead and take a step back that's the successor and i personally believe that as time goes on that will be the case. I, I really think he'll step in. And that actually is really good for the Devils going forward, being the young team that they are. So that's that's my hot take. I really do see that happening. And my fourth take, and this is probably my final one, I'm going to say the Devils make the playoffs and they hold the second wild card spot. It's just bold. It's just what I believe. I've been kind of optimistic in the past about the Devils and where they stand as a team based on the offseason moves that they have made as a group. But this year it feels different. This year feels like Fitzgerald really is going in, addressing the needs that actually need to be addressed. He's not, I mean, granted, he tried. He did. He tried to land the biggest fish you can find on that market, and he didn't. But you can't fault him for that. He at least tried. You can't force a free agent to sign with you. And you can't force a team to accept a trade if they don't want to accept it. And I'm referring to Matthew Kachuk with the draft day trade that they declined. And I'm also referring to Johnny Gaudreau, who if you, again, if you if you go back to Spitlin Checklitz and you go ahead and listen to the interview that he did with them, a deal was very close, and then Columbus shot in, and he just said, I, I want to go there, and that's where he went. 
Fitzgerald really did address everything with the right pieces, I believe. I believe they're the right pieces. And I think going into the season, I think the Devils will be playing better hockey. I think they'll be playing meaningful hockey in the month of March. They won't be playing spoiler. They will be pushing to get into the playoffs. And I really do believe at the conclusion of the season, they are the team that holds the second wild card spot. Whether they play the crown of the Metro or the Atlantic remains to be seen, but that is that is my hottest take, that the New Jersey Devils will be competing for the Stanley Cup in the Stanley Cup playoffs. doesn't matter how you get there. doesn't matter how many points. Once you're in, you're in, and anything can happen. We've seen it before. So now that I've given my hottest takes to start the year, I'm going to go ahead and run through some of the fan ones, and I'm going to talk about those as well. You know, giving shout outs to whoever made the take and just talking about their take as well and just kind of giving my reflection based on their hot take. It might not be the same as mine, but you know what? Everyone's got their own opinion and it should be valued. And it's it's just it's awesome to see other people's hot takes. So first I'm gonna start with Devil's Fanatics. Um, if you don't follow them on Instagram, I recommend you do. Very awesome Devil's page. Their hot take was who will be the Devils' number one goalie, and they believe that Vanacek will emerge as the number one goalie. That falls in line with my hot take, and I do believe that they are onto something. I do believe that Vanacek will take over as the number one goalie. I think they'll both split time early in the year. It'll be a 1A, 1B tandem, not something that is uncommon in today's hockey, unless you're Igor Shostarkin and you play three quarters of the season or Andre Vasilevsky for that matter. But I think at some point based on the level of play that both net miners are demonstrating in net that Vanacek will take over the number one goalie. He will, he just, that, that will be, that will legitimately be what happens. And this is going to be counter opposite. This is from the Devils All Day, All Night Facebook group. And Brittany Dories came out and said, Blackwood bounces back and Jack Hughes stays healthy. I like the Jack Hughes stays healthy take. I think we all want that for Jack. I think as a fan base, we want that. He's electric. He's dynamic. He's fun to watch. And you saw the creativity he displayed at the All-Star game. I mean, he's just a fun person. And Devils kind of need that fun person. And Hughes is it. So that's a hot take just because of his injury history. And I'm with you. I would love to see Jack Hughes healthy. Blackwood bouncing back. Yeah, that's definitely a hot take. I think we're all just, we're all wondering kind of when when the string is going to get cut and when the cord's going to be cut loose. And it seems like this could be the last year he is in RFA at the end of the year. So whether the Devils decide to qualify him or not, yeah, they could trade him depending how it goes. But her take is he bounces back. And if you're the Devils, you can only hope that he bounces back. And management seems to believe in the kid. So at that point, it's hopefully he does bounce back is the hottest take because he's been brutal. I mean, his, his numbers were so bad. It wasn't even funny. He was ranked in the top 10 for goals, for goal saved um, above expected. Excuse me. 
bottom 10. It was bad. It was like a minus 25 if you go on money puck. It was horrible. It was brutal. And you got to hope from that number he just bounces back. Hopefully he's healthy. That heel that he's been nagging for an injury is gone, and he can actually just play at the elite level that he expects himself to be at. I'm rooting for the kid. I enjoyed him a couple of seasons ago where he looked like he would be the rock in that. You know, all the talk about Sorokin, who's emerged as a top five goalie in this league, and Shostarkin is arguably the best goalie in this league. And you really thought that Blackwood would be that for the Devils, but he hasn't. And, again, you just got to hope he bounces back. You really do. I mean, if not, it's it's going to be a troublesome year, but thank God Vanacek is there, and hopefully he can help carry the load just in case Blackwood just kind of falls flat in his face. And going up, this is an awesome take. This is fun. Carl Nordstrom, I even commented back and said that this is probably the funniest take I've read, and I actually kind of like it. It's bold, though. <laughs> Lindy Ruff starts the season 2-7-1 and one and is fired. Andrew Burnett takes over, and the Devils flourish and make the playoffs in the last two weeks of the season. That's awesome. It almost sounds like a copycat of what happened with the Panthers. Quenville got fired and dismissed based on all the stuff that happened with the Chicago Blackhawks. And Burnett came in, and next thing you know, the Florida Panthers are literally a team that wins the President's Trophy, is an absolute unit of a team, and just literally one of the more dynamic and fun teams to watch all year. I mean, Huberto lit the league up and had 150 points. I mean, it's just wild. So his take... Basically saying Brunette comes in and just takes the Devils from the basement of where they started the year and they just they literally just take off running and kind of get over the hump and get into the playoffs. And honestly, I love that take. I think it's awesome. And I you know, I'm not rooting for Ruff to be fired, but man, if that actually happened that Brunette really comes in and just takes over and the Devils just find a way to thrive under him and just take that next step that I mean that would be insane but I I mean to go with you know the take I had too I really do think that Ruff does get fired not so much fire but I think if he does take a step back Burnett is going to be his successor Um, if the Devils don't fire him he will most likely step back on his own terms but this is bold to start the year two seven and one I haven't pulled up the schedule, so I'm not really even sure who they play. I know they open the year against Philly, and I believe the home opener is against Detroit. So I guess if those are the two wins, then rock on, because, I mean, those are two very winnable games, even though Detroit absolutely uh, loaded up in the offseason and will be a much more competitive team, I believe. But, wow, bold take by Carl. I love that. That's awesome. And this is funny. I'm going to just call this out because I think it's just funny. But uh, Matthew Cosmano, <laughs> get number one pick and draft Bedard. I don't think it's actually mathematically possible for the Devils to even have the opportunity to, to have the number one pick and draft Bedard. But, man, what a – wow. I mean, if the Devils drafted Bedard, that would just be wild. I mean, could you just imagine – Hughes, Bedard, and Heeshear 
I mean, I would, I would honestly, Devils fans would at that point jump for joy because that, I mean, that would be insane. It really would. I love Bedard. I don't think he's going to be able to come to New Jersey. I think the Devils are not a team that's going to absolutely tank. But considering the hype around Bedard and how he's probably the best prospect coming in since I would say maybe McDavid. Uh, yeah, every fan should just be like, yeah, tank and go get him. And that's fine. And let's see. Leroy Albertson, hopefully they make the playoffs. You know what, Leroy? I hope they do too. But that's also my bold take is that they do make the playoffs. All right. Oh, wow. This one's good. I absolutely – I'll have to actually go through some of the replies. Jim Robert, Blackwood is traded by the deadline. Ruff is fired by January. Okay. I like this take for for more than one reason. Okay, first off, I'm going to go in and say, like Devil's Fanatics said with their take, if Vancheck does emerge as the number one goalie, say they can get something for Blackwood, maybe a team's interested, a change of scenery could benefit the kid, it wouldn't shock me. I wouldn't be surprised if they went ahead and did that, to say the least. And rough fired by January. That's interesting. Uh, The only way he gets fired is literally if they absolutely poop the bed and they just start the year so bad that to the point where it's, you know, management's almost fed up. Like you've had so many chances. You're the coach. Why is this team not getting over the hump? Despite all the additions that we do make. But I don't, I don't see him getting fired unless the team just has a really bad start. That's just my opinion, but I do like it. They had some people going back and forth. (laughs) the best one, which I sort of kind of agree, but I'm not like, I don't hate rough as a coach, but the sooner the fossil is gone, the better the devils will be. Okay. So in other words, let's, you know, let's hope that, you know, Lindy rough does get, you know, replaced and Burnett can come in and he can literally go ahead and maybe take the Devils further than what Ruff can, because it just seems like I mean at this point it's it's like okay each team each year that Fitzgerald's gone in and added to this team, they're not taking the next step. They're they're really just staying put. They they remain in the basement. They haven't made any progress. Last year it was just a nightmare. The goaltending situation alone was why they were so bad. And it was just to the point where if you're if you're the devils, you have to take that next step. That that's that's the goal. Like that's the move. You have to take the next step. You can't be a basement team. And I do think that if the devils finish in the basement, especially if they are by January, it, you know, they could dismiss Ruff and maybe do something different. It's very possible. Not likely, but it's possible. And that kind of brings me to my take. I really do think that Burnett eventually does take over, at least by the end of the season, to conclude it. 
Mike Picariello agrees with me. Devils get the second wild card. However, he says that Jack Hughes is a heart candidate. That would be sick. Obviously, the Devils only had one person ever win the heart trophy, and that was uh, Taylor Hall. But, man, if Jack Hughes could real, I mean, that would be sick. That would be awesome. I would love that. I would just, I would love that. I'm, I'm a huge Jack Hughes guy. He's probably my, my favorite devil easily. He was probably my favorite devil's pick. No shade to Nico Heeshear, but yeah, I, I, I'm a huge, huge, huge Jack Hughes guy. And now we are getting almost to the top. This is the wildest thing that's popped up on on this on this post I made. And it was by Michael Oxhorn. And this is so bold. I do agree the Devils make the playoffs as a wild card. Yes, they, they come in fourth place in the division. They finally make it into the wild card. I say the second spot. He didn't clarify, but it doesn't matter. We agree, sir. This is bold. Okay. Blackwood plays 50-plus games. His save percentage is around 92%, and his goals against average is below three. I would be more happy with the fact that he he has a goals against average below three. I don't see him playing 50 games. I, I think it's a split. It's going to be a 1A, 1B. It's going to be similar to what Washington did, where they split time with Samsonov and Vanacek. That's how I look at it, and I think eventually you'll just see which goalie is really carrying the load more. And you'll see who will get more of the starts based on their level of play. But he's going bold. He's saying Blackwood bounces back in a crazy way. And I'm all for it. I want him to bounce back. I definitely don't see 50-plus games, but I would love his goals against average to be below three and his goal saved above expected to be positive or at least close to positive. Like like single digit positive, not double digits like he is, which is yeah, it's whew, so bad. And I like this. I will go with this last one. It is actually ooh, this one actually is really good. Brian Singer, how you doing, Brian? Devils end in fifth in the standings, playing meaningful games in March. Jack Hughes is a point-per-game player, and he sure ends with 70 to 75 points. Vanacek takes over as the number one goalie while holding on to Blackwood. Blackwood bounces back but doesn't play as well as Vanacek. Now this is where it gets fun. Lastly, Severson has dealt with the deadline to make room for Nemich, who will force the Devils to call him up from the AHL after playing so well. Okay. So Jack Hughes will be a point game player. I said that. Um, I also think he'll be a century point player. He's your ending with 70 to 75 points is extremely realistic. Why? He'll have better wingers. They brought in Andre Palat. It'll give more balance to the top six. He finished with 60 points last year. I think people kind of overlook that because he quietly had a 60-point year. People wouldn't know that unless you looked. And when Jack Hughes went down towards the end of the year after taking that hit by Wallstrom, he sure really kind of carried the load. He stepped up as the captain, as the 2C, stepping in as the 1C. 
and he played very well down the stretch. So to have him with 70 to 75 points, I think is extremely realistic. Hats off to you, Brian. That's awesome. Like most people, he did. this is probably the best way to put all these goalie takes. Vanacek emerging as the number one, but Blackwood does play good. Like he bounces back, but it's not enough to give Blackwood the number one role. Which, partly into my take, I do agree with that. I do believe that Vanacek will kind of take over the crease. But I don't think Blackwood completely shits the bed, which is fine. And I love that. So no one's talked about this, not even myself. It's so hard to kind of gauge what they're going to do with Damon Severson. Okay, there's a log jam on the Devils' back end now. The log jam is that you have Hamilton, Severson, and John Marino on one side of the ice. Okay, you drafted Simone Nemich. Second overall in this year's draft. Okay, well, Severson is up for a contract. But if you're the Devils, what do you do if you're in a playoff spot? So, his take is they move him at the deadline because Nemich is playing well, which will force the Devils to bring him up. So, if Nemich is excelling in the AHL and carries that into the NHL, yeah, at this point, I mean, I and I hate it for Damon Severson. He's been a devil through and through. He spent his entire career with the New Jersey Devils. And it's almost to the point where you, you don't want to see him go. But if you lock him up, it just create like you're just you end up burying a good prospect in Nemich who's actually NHL ready. For me, I can I can agree with that, but the only way I see them trading Severson at the deadline is exactly what what he said. Was Nemich will force the Devils to call him up after playing so well, and he helps them down the stretch getting into the playoffs. That is exactly how it would have to happen. Because if Nemich, say Nemich isn't ready, and the Devils are contending for a playoff spot, you're not moving Damon Severson. As much as you want to trade him and get assets back for him, because he easily could be a top four defenseman on any other team. Shit, if he goes to the Arizona Coyotes, he's on the top pair with Shane Goss's bear. But the Devils aren't going to move him unless... Nemich is ready and he's playing well. His game looks flawless. He's ready for that next jump. You can slide on the third pair and you bump John Marino up. Okay, well, Marino has five years left on his contract. So he eventually will most likely take that top four role and end up sliding next to Jonas Siegenthaler. That's most likely what would have to happen if Severson got traded. And that would be kind of the outlook of the team. And then whenever Luke Hughes comes in, I mean, Brendan Smith just ends up being Brendan Smith. I think Brendan Smith is perfect for the third pair. But, I mean, we're all salivating over Luke Hughes and Simone Nemich. I mean, that's just going to be some really fun hockey. And, gosh, a core locked up. You actually have your whole core almost locked up for the for the foreseeable future. I mean, Hamilton has... I mean, he, he's got 
plenty of years left. He's only been here for one year. Siegenthaler just signed a five-year deal. You have five more years of Marino after the trade. And then you have two prospects coming through. So the Devils back end actually looks really good. But it's so hard. I mean, it's almost to the point where, like, it's not so much the writings on the wall with Damon Severson, but you can definitely tell that it's based on the outlook of the blue line, especially on that side of the blue line, that it is thin, it is murky. And his time is getting murkier because of it. And those are all the bold takes that I've received from fans. Those are my bold takes. This was just a fun episode to do just because. But, yeah, um, I'm excited. I think this is going to be a really fun hockey year for the New Jersey Devils. I think it's going to be fun for the fans. Um, you know, even if they don't make the playoffs, even though I think they do, it'll. Ju- I think the Devils are going to have a year to where fans are engaged in watching the team. They're excited about Devils hockey. They want to go to the Rock. It's going to be that type of year. And shout out to all the people who did comment on the post, you know, just for giving me your bull takes. Again, if you are a Devils fan, please go follow Devils Fanatics on Instagram. Not only do they engage with the fans, they have awesome posts about the New Jersey Devils. They also did a hot takes thing and they did a preview of bull takes. Go check it out. It's awesome. They've been really fun to talk to and Devils fans, let's just all come together. This is what it's all about. And that is all I got for this episode. Next episode, I'll probably be doing schedule breakdowns. I know I said that on the last one, but the hot takes thing is just more, it's just fun. I wanted to start with that before getting into schedule stuff because preseason hockey is right around the corner. But this is all I have. Enjoy your weekend. NFL Sunday is tomorrow. And that is it. Thank you.